0: Thoughts and ideas expressed in this podcast are only those of the authors and guests of the podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Soberless Thoughts. I'm Mike Erdenbeck. I'm Alex Gorley. And these are our
1: Soberless Thoughts.
0: And tonight we are drinking the king of beers. Hear ye, hear ye. The number one beer in the world. I think we looked that up one day.
1: Yes, we did. Uh, It was definitely up there. I don't know. It was number one in America for sure.
2: Well,
1: that's that's the world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's our world. That's (laughs) what our world revolves around. Mm. And it is
0: delicious, ice cold out of the out of the old garage beer fridge. Mm.
1: The Budweiser. One day when you go from Bud Light, you graduate to Budweiser. Yeah, that's right. I like to call it bud full throttle. Bud full throttle. Yeah. <laughs> or fully flavored. <laughs> yeah. Or uh what did I swear somebody called them Bud Diesels back in like the day?
0: <laughs> or just yeah, that's that's got to be Bud Ice.
1: Maybe. It was I just I remember like somebody called some beer diesel. Like yeah, give me a give me a bud diesel like like a budweiser yeah that's bud diesel because bud light is water and then uh
0: you know there's a there's a budweiser like nitro budweiser
1: oh like made with the uh uh i feel like i've seen that but i haven't tried it and it's like
0: a dark like a stout almost yeah oh it's good though man
1: yeah yeah I haven't had that. I know they got into the uh, seltzer game too. I think.
0: Yeah, that's the other. Uh, that's like going the other direction.
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah, it went, <laughs> went from being extra body heavy and thick to uh, let's. Can I have something that's alcoholic but it doesn't taste like alcohol? Yeah, it tastes a little bit, kind of like a sprite. Yeah, yeah. Mm. with a little bit of little bit of fizz. So what are we looking at with the Budweiser here? So Budweiser, made by Anheuser-Busch. Uh, we went over its cousin, Bud Light, uh, the little brother. Let's call it the little brother, Bud Light. And this is uh, this is the first, the original, the Budweiser. Um, this is uh, 5% alcohol. The style is an American lager. Uh, as we talked before, uh, lager is a cold Uh, fermentation, a colder fermentation. That's kind of the differences between the two. If you're looking for those tasting notes on it, it's, uh, the, the notes on this say, as I read it here, uh, brewed using a blend of imported and classic America, aroma hops and a blend of barley and rice. Uh, I know rice and beers will actually make it lighter. Uh, Budweiser is brewed with time honored methods, including was it crushing. What is, Oh my God craeusening for natural carbonation and beech wood aging, which results in unparalleled balance and character and yeah. K-R-A-E-U-S-E-N-I-N-G. It's got to be German. (laughs) Craeusening? Yeah, yeah. That sounds right. Yeah, let's go with that. (laughs) Uh, I lately have been loving Bud Light. uh, It's like I don't Bud know. Budweiser? Or Bud Light. Uh, I'm sorry. Budweiser. Uh I've, I was thinking two things at the same time. I just can't like I guess I've been drinking craft beer and all these heavy cocktails, partly for this podcast, but other just in general, that now when I drink a lighter beer, I feel like I just I chug it. Like it's just it's it's so light that I just end up just, it just goes down the hatch too easy.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I feel that my tolerance for uh, alcohol has gone up quite dramatically since <laughs> we've done this podcast. Yeah. Uh, I remember a few years ago, I was sitting in my apartment and I would buy a four pack of Kentucky bourbon barrel ale. And me and my roommate at the time would both drink one or two each and drink that four pack and we would both be drunk off two of those. Yeah. I the other night drank like three of them and didn't even feel like I was buzzed. <laughs> yes. And I'm like I don't I don't know what's happening to me now.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's a lot more work. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, All right, let's taste this Budweiser, though. Uh, all right, let's give it a whirl. Budweiser
2: commercial featuring the Kruka. Where there's light, there's light. <gasps> At a concert or a show, in your own backyard, wherever you go. Budweiser's here in my foster now. Where there's light, there's Budweiser.
1: It is light and refreshing see I, I like the body on it it just it just lets you know that all that malted barley and rice that it's there like it's just it kind of lingers on your palate a little bit
2: when you say that you said a lot of things nobody else can say when you say that you've gone as far as you can go to get the best. When you say but, you said the word that means a lot to do it all. When you say but, it means you want the beer that's got a taste that's number one. When you say but, you tell the
0: world you know what makes it all the way. When you say but, you say you care enough to only want the king of There.
1: It's
2: all the rest.
1: When you say wiser, you've said it all
0: it tastes like I'm riding on a carriage behind eight giant clodsdales just bouncing across cobblestones in eighteen fifty four and it is a magical time,
1: yeah, a better
0: time, some would say <laughs>
1: did um. Uh... Uh, did I ever mention on this podcast the the commercial idea I sent to Budweiser or Anhe- Anheuser busch The fact that these are holiday Budweiser, maybe just think of it. Where I uh, I made a video. I think it's even on our podcast or on our uh, Instagram, but it was the one where uh, the original concept was this: is I wanted to make a a commercial and it would be like the Clydesdales are like, they have all the ornaments for like the center town tree and they're going up and one of them hits a bump and all the ornaments fall out of the, the wagon and they break. And then like, you know, there'll be like some like the guy and he like his kid and the kids like, dad, what are we going to do? And he like looks down picks up one of the bulbs and he goes, I've got it, son. And then he starts calling everyone in town, and they all bring Budweiser's and Bud Lights, and they end up just drinking, like, as many cases as as they can, and they start hanging the, the cans on the trees with the tabs, and it fills up the whole center of the town tree. And then they yeah. turn it on at the end, and they're like, Oh, <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah. And my version of that is I did a thing where I, it was like when vine was a thing and I went, uh, I just, I literally just said my Christmas tree and I showed a blank tree and then I go, but I don't have any ornaments. And then I like cracked a beer or you see me drinking it. And then all of a sudden you just see one after another appear up the tree. Then at the end of it, I drunkenly, pointed the camera at myself and went Merry Christmas as like <laughs> kind of playing it up a little bit like making myself sound more drunk than I actually was uh. and I sent that to Anheuser Bush and I told him my commercial idea and they go they sent me a thing back goes, that was awesome we have sent that all over the office
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: we all had a great laugh about it thanks and that was it oh jeez! i know i was like and i said something like if you if you make this into a commercial please let me be in the commercial
0: yeah let me be one of the guys yeah huh. <laughs> yeah that's a good idea though i like it and i do remember that i i think that is on the podcast somewhere maybe or yeah. some of the stories or something
1: yeah i, I put it on there as a uh christmas thing one year because i was like going through all the old videos i had and i was like well, vine's not a thing i'll bring out some of these yeah because some of those i still like i'm like ah damn it i about to get on tiktok and do- redo these fucking videos
0: yeah i had a vine once of uh my old dog that i had and like i go walking past the bathroom and then i like look like the camera looks into the bathroom and the dog's like got its hot its front legs up on the back of the toilet and it sounds like it's pissing yeah <laughs> into the toilet and, and the dog looks over at me and i like do the dog's voice i'm like what are you looking at <laughs> 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 that was my uh most popular vine
1: video that i made i have to well actually my most popular one was uh Sorry, so I had one that I thought was, like, I thought was ingenious, and then there was other ones that, like, didn't get as much play, but the one, like, my family loved the most, like, my dad was, like, showing everybody, because he just thought this shit was funny, but what it was is I had the camera, like, just kind of going and then I would uh, bring my face into frame but only as like the side view so you just see my nose first then my eyes then my side of my cheek and the way my hair was sticking up it, it i literally just woke up and my hair does this but it kind of made a mohawk and then I just kind of like panned into the frame and then I looked at the camera and then I started to uh, essentially cluck like a chicken <laughs> and then cut it off and it was just like the pacing of the video and the timing was perfect and like you just kind of see what I'm talking about because my hair is shaking like that shit on top of their head yeah um, dude I don't know why but man my dad thought that shit was hilarious and dude they were passing that around at Thanksgiving like did you see what Alex did look at this shit Uh <laughs> I don't know how to segue
0: Vine into what we're talking about tonight. Well,
1: Budweiser would have been a good segue (laughs) because that's a town full of people that might have issues. Yeah,
0: Yeah, so tonight we're talking about uh, 10 signs uh, someone you know may be an alcoholic. Yep. And this is, uh, I'm pulling this up off of the uh, cornerstoneforrecovery.com because this is Soberless Thoughts. And I thought, you know what, let's see if we have any of these signs and let's see if these are legit signs and real signs and signs that are maybe just not as bad as they say that they are.
1: Yeah that's true also if you think you are an alcoholic please go get help uh before we get started into this that's that's
0: uh that's neither here nor there
1: yeah (laughs) i just wanted to get that out of the way before we deep dive into this
0: yeah uh at the end of this we'll give a telephone number for uh for help yeah help that you can get
1: if you are an alcoholic Well, I feel like we also should rate if we're a a one, since there's 10 things that could make you an alcoholic, we should rate ourselves one to 10.
0: Uh, Should we keep track of if (laughs) how many out of 10 we uh, would classify ourselves as?
1: Yeah, sure. Why not? This
0: could be a sad episode.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Maybe not. (laughs) We'll just keep that internal. I think we'll
0: know just by what we say about it. I know, right? <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's jump right into it. All right. Well, here, should I read a little bit of this article? Yeah, here.
1: Just Yeah, let's go.
0: According to the 2015 National Survey on Drug Use and Health, 15.1 million American adults ages 18 and older had what's known as alcohol use disorder. Based on 11 criteria regarding individual drinking habits, AUD, is that the what I just said? Alcohol use disorder. That's it. Yeah. AUD is alcohol use disorder, for future reference. Can be classified as mild, moderate, or severe. The latter of which is what, in layman's terms, is considered alcoholism. That number amounts to 4.5% of the entire United States population, which means chances are good. You probably know someone who has a drinking problem. Yep. I bet somebody listens to this podcast right now. (laughs) Yep. If it's someone close to you, it may be enough of a concern that you want to offer help. But how do you know for sure? There are a number of warning signs you can look at that may reveal whether someone you love may need help. And then we get into the 10 signs.
1: Can I already tell you what I'm starting to feel right now before we get into this? Yeah, Uh, sure. I'm getting the same feeling. I don't know if you've ever watched Train Spotting or Requiem for a Dream. Oh, yes. Uh, If you've ever thought that you might have any kind of issue or if you've ever experimented with anything i feel like when you watch those movies you hate to watch them because you watch someone's life get just deteriorated by something or if you've ever seen the effects of it but you watch these movies and you're like i hate this movie <laughs> but, Like, like <laughs> i yeah. remember having this conversation with a guy who was I mean, he uh, he was uh, kind of on pills for a while, and me and him were talking about Requiem for a Dream. He goes, I can't fucking stand that movie. And I was just like, dude, it's just too real. I've just seen too much, and it just hits too close to home. I'm like, I get it. I totally get it. All right.
0: So what are you trying to say, Alex?
1: <laughs> I'm freaking out, man. No. <laughs>
0: Are you, you think there's going to be our families are just going to come running out of the and be like, eh, so, so not, not bad,
1: no, no, I don't think, but it's just one of those things. It just makes you look down the rabbit hole and do self-analyzation, and you're just like, huh hey, uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah,
0: I mean, that's why you just can't take life too seriously.
1: <laughs> Amen. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, number one on our list, their entire social life revolves around alcohol. Right off the bat, I don't see a problem with this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're enthusiastic about events where alcohol will be available and tend to avoid ones that do not. Every social function or celebration has to involve alcohol. I mean, so let's think about this. Let's break this down a little bit. Yeah. As an adult, I don't think I've ever gone to a social gathering that didn't have alcohol, whether I brought it or not.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is more of a, see, this is like some of the subjective part of it. Cause it's like, if you go to a wedding, there's probably going to be alcohol. Um, if you go to a baseball game, football game, you know, there's probably alcohol. Um if you go to a concert when, you know, when we could do this kind of shit. Uh like like let me ask you this, what events could we go to as an adult doing adulting things that wouldn't involve that
0: that would not involve alcohol? Yeah,
1: like theme parks? that's the first thing i thought of
0: no i mean king's island up here in cincinnati where i live uh they got alcohol i mean you that's can buy true a giant you can buy like a big fucking liter and walk around with it see i wouldn't because i'd probably throw it up from the rides yeah see if you're a guy like me you don't even get on the rides anymore
1: no i my inner space continuum is just jacked up I rode the Beast with my son the last time I rode it. It was getting
0: night. it was like getting dark out and uh starting to drizzle a little bit and He wanted to ride in the very front seat, of course, you know, as yeah. you do when you're a young teenager, yep, and I think I screamed like a little girl the entire ride and uh <laughs> kept screaming. It's going too fast. It's going too fast. It's going too fast. This was stupid. Why the fuck did I do this? You know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, that was the last time I rode a roller coaster.
1: Uh, and of course,
0: he's like crying.
1: He's laughing so hard at me. <laughs> see, I just... Dude, even like, all right, I can handle roller coasters for a a good bit. I can't handle rides that go round and round. I just can't. Never have been like my mom always tells the story about like talking me into going to like one of these ones where you're like, it's kind of like the Gravitron, but it's like a disc, like a cylinder and you're in it and it's like a cage and they just spin the damn thing and they move it back and forth. My mom was like, you got off of that thing and just like laid in the grass and your face was turning like a weird hint of like green, and she's like, I felt so bad. Because she, she was like, I love <laughs> roller coasters. And I was like, dude, I hate, or not roller coasters, but those rides. Now, roller coasters I can handle because you're going forward and then you do some other shit. Even though the last roller coaster I rode at my, how uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of how old I was. I mean, it was like three or four years ago at least. But um, me and the wifey, went to Universal Studios when we were in Florida and we went to Harry Potter World and uh, rode whatever their uh, ride is there, like the Double Dragon or whatever the hell it was. And it beat the shit out of both of us. But after that, I was like, ugh, I'm gonna fucking throw up. Man. And I don't know why I get hungry. After, like, when I get nauseous, my first thing I want to do is eat. Eat. That's weird. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. It's because it's like, I need to settle my stomach. It's kind of like when a dog has an upset stomach and they go eat a bunch of fucking grass. That's me. That's my grass eating It's like, uh, give me a cheeseburger and chili fries. Yeah. <laughs> I need something to settle this. There you go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think another thing about that is like, so think about, when you went to social gatherings when you were in your 20s yeah okay the whole point of showing up was to get drunk and to drink and hang out with your friends right yeah now when we're in our 30s though it's not so much about just going to drink it's about there's some other kind of event going on and that just happens to also have alcohol there yes right that's there's the that's just the uh on the tail end of it it's a uh oh what is the word it's just like a side effect yeah of the of the event that there just happens to be alcohol there but that's not like the main focus the main focus is is it getting fucked up it's just going and hanging out and doing whatever it is that we're doing, you know, like game night quote unquote or some shit like that, right?
1: Yeah, it's the afterthought.
0: Right. But it's still there. That is true. And people would still be bummed if there was no alcohol.
1: Yeah, because they're like, oh, okay. So we're just having Parcheesi night with no whiskey shots. Okay. Yeah. (sighs) Uh, (laughs) Right. So
0: Wait, uh, I'm I'm gonna say uh, number one is a bust.
1: Now I well here's all right, here's something funny I gotta say. I gotta point out the obvious, okay? Uh it says their entire social life revolves around alcohol. We have a fucking drinking podcast. <laughs> yeah. Right. I yeah. know. Oh, I just had to point that out. I was like, ah damn it. Yep.
0: Which kind of uh and <laughs> basically embodies our entire social life with this fucking (laughs) pandemic going
1: on. No shit. This is the most interaction I usually have.
0: (laughs) So, so there's that. All right. Number two, God damn it. They drink to relieve stress. If they're having a bad day, they're counting down the minutes until they can get quote unquote relief from a drink. Yeah, how many times do you come home from a really shitty day and like you know what fuck it and just need to drink a beer
1: I'll be honest I don't always see that's one of those things I don't normally do now I will say I've had I feel like this is two parts because they get they feel relieved of stress if they are having a bad day yeah If like, I feel like a lot of people will unwind with a glass of wine or a beer and I don't know, read fucking Mark Twain or something by the fire. And it's just like a combination of relaxing things or like people that like enjoy a nice cigar as they do this. But at the same time, I get where the alcoholism kind of turns in when you're like, if you're counting down the minutes, if you're like sitting there at work or like, I got 30 minutes left. And I can chug those airplane bottles of vodka in my car. Yeah, that might be an issue. Yeah, well, it depends on how bad your day has been. That is true. (laughs) Uh, Because I have definitely left work and, like, ran down to the nearest bar and just, like, had a drink. But I also used to, back when before the pandemic, I used to go every Friday after work to a bar cuz it was the friday to it was like it was my day to figure out the next week so i would sit at this bar and basically take over a whole high top and i would bring in all my ca- like i'd bring a calendar and like my stand up book my podcast book like all this stuff and i would just like set it up like it was my desk and then I would just start going and then I would like bring my tablet in and stuff. I would start emailing people uh like stand up gigs when we were gonna do this, what topics we were gonna work on, just like do sit there and have a couple beers and do that. But
0: that sounds fantastic, actually.
1: I know. It it was actually uh I, I like doing it. Yeah.
0: That sounds great. Yeah. I'm gonna start doing that. There's yeah. dude, there's lots of I I don't know what's happening right now with the world around me. Sometimes I think places are open, and sometimes I think that they're not. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> no, I get it. I have no idea. Uh but I like that idea. I like that that doing that though. Sometimes I would get home and I would have to go into the garage and uh just like chug some whiskey. And then walk inside and and greet the family. (laughs) Hey. Yeah. I'm home. Yeah. Just to get a little numb before I have to deal with in-laws and shit.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's a whole other thing, I'm sure.
0: (laughs) (sighs) So, number three. (laughs) (laughs) They get defensive about their drinking. If someone suggests they should cut back or stop, they grow resentful, even angry, then make excuses for why they drink, or point out to peers who drink just as much as examples of how they couldn't possibly have a problem. Mm-hmm. Do you ever get defensive about your drinking? What? Do you ever, do you ever have to get defensive? I've never had to get defensive about No, my not
1: really. Uh, I mean, I felt like... Uh, the wife was like she's definitely been like well if you want to lose weight maybe you should quit drinking so much and i'm like (laughs) (laughs) so i felt like my response has always been uh if i would just get off my fat ass and work out (laughs) i think that would help just as much right
0: Uh, my wife did at one point in time uh wow like it was when we were the first three or four months in of doing the podcast, she was like, Mike, I feel like you're just drinking a lot lately, <laughs> like a lot more than you used to. And I said, You're babe, you know what? You're right, <laughs> I am drinking quite a bit more than I used to, yeah. And uh, I don't see a problem with it. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time, she was drinking a lot more wine than I, than
1: previously. Previously knew. Yeah. I I remember seeing a, oh, what was it? I don't know if it was a daily show or something like that, but it was talking about people that, actually, this might, actually, you know what? I'm going to save this because I think the next thing we're going to talk about is going to also nail the same story. So go ahead.
0: All right. With number four. Yeah. Number four, they have a high tolerance. They can put away several beers drinking or shots and show no overt signs of being drunk. And people often talk about how they can hold their liquor, quote unquote.
1: Practice makes perfect. Right. Um, see, I always thought that was such, all right. Uh, see, there's another thing for you. Cause like, I remember being like young, and I remember even when I was like like real young and I was at a wedding and I was a groomsman. I was the youngest one. And I think I was, dude, I was maybe 16. And I had like a beer that I somehow got out of the bartender because he thought, I guess, I was a 20-something-year-old. And uh, I drank this beer... And I, but the funny thing is I wasn't doing it like crazily. I had like drank it while I was eating dinner with all the other groomsmen who were like in their late 20s, 30s. And I remember sitting there and I drank it and I was like, wow, I, I kind of feel good. Like I felt it. Yeah. And then at the same time, I remember seeing like I had a, a couple uncles that were. Champions of drinking uh, and they would they could sit there at like a barbecue and just boom 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 and put these things away and not be phased at all.
0: Dude, I feel like I just said earlier tonight how my tolerance has gone up dramatically.
1: No, I know. I've read this Earlier today, and you said that, and I was like, I'm gonna have to bring that back. Uh, yeah, we're getting, I feel like it's just like one of the one. I mean, there's also some factors in it as well. One, and I feel like this is me making excuses and getting defensive, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's the reality of the fact that, like, a you know, we've had some years drinking on us, two, I've definitely put on weight, and the more you weigh. Is a big factor on the effects of alcohol on your system. So if you've, you know, if you're heavier, it's going to take a little bit more. Uh, The other thing I was going to tell you about the tolerance thing is there was a, I guess, a serious concern in Ireland. I don't know. I don't know if you know this about Ireland, but they have a little bit of a dilemma with alcoholism. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I I don't know if that's well known or anything, uh, but it, it hit the news, and uh, I think I think it was the Daily Show or something like that. It, I, I can't remember if it was serious or not, um, but they were interviewing people that didn't think that they were alcoholics by any means, but they were interviewing all these people that were like no like there was like a bartender and a couple of older guys, all of them from Ireland that like they drank all day. Every day, and they asked this bartender, He's like, So, you own a bar? He goes, Yeah, I own a bar. I open it up at whatever 10 in the morning till you know, like 12 at night. And they're like, So, do you drink at work? He's like, Yeah, he goes, How many beers do you drink? He goes, Ah, you know, on a normal Monday, Tuesday, I might drink like I don't know, like 12, 12 or 13. And he's like, but it's all day long. And then he's like, you know, on a Friday, I might have like 15, 16. I'm like, holy shit. Like in comparison to that guy, also me comparing myself to other people, it makes me feel better about my shit. But also I'm like, that dude's got fucking tolerance.
0: Right. Well, also I feel like I have a, uh, I have a, I can stop myself if I don't want to get drunk or if I don't want to, if I just want to have like a beer, I can have a beer. Like I can't, I know a lot of people who are alcoholics who, when they have that one beer, they can't stop. Yeah. They're like, okay, I've got to now continue. Now that I've, you know, broken that seal, I've got to continue to keep on drinking until I'm fucked. Yes. Yes where i'm like i'll drink one or two and if that's all i want to drink i'm good with that yeah if i'm gonna drink more than that i know before i even start drinking i'm gonna drink all six of these motherfuckers tonight and it's going down
1: (laughs) yeah that is true i'd give you props on that because that's one thing like i've seen this during the podcast you're like i'm drinking all these i'm like are you sure you're like I already said it (laughs) like my mind's been made up me. I kind of like feel it out. But in general, I tend to have a limit of what I, especially on like if I'm hanging around the house, I'm like, I'm not going to drink more than this much. Right. And usually if I drink that much then stop, I'm just going to pass out on the couch or whatever anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which I've kind of always been that way.
0: I have so my tolerance with beer has gone up, but I feel like my tolerance with liquor is still not as high as it has it's still just the average as it's always been
1: yeah i I'm the same way i liquor will supersize my buzz like no other uh if I'm actually trying if i'm if I'm in it to win it and I'm trying to just make myself feel like dog shit in the morning, the first thing I'll do is grab a shot or just put some liquor in my face as the first cocktail. I can't drink liquor all night anymore. I just can't. I just, my body doesn't, it won't allow it. I crave beer <laughs> after, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I just, I've never, I've never been a soul liquor person. Well,
0: that's what, we're beer drinkers.
1: Yeah, I just I've always been the way I'll drink I'll I'll drink whiskey. I'll drink bourbon. I like it. I will I've you know, I've sat all night and drank whiskey. But at the end of the night, the last thing I drink is probably going to be a beer just to kind of like finish out the night. I don't know why. <laughs>
2: Night with Jim Beam and Johnny Walker Red. Woke up with a freight train running through my head. I'm a beer man. Bobby's more the wine kind. Donnie does his shots. Sammy sips martinis. Willie smokes pot. But I'm a beer man. I've done a little step and now they're on a limb. But my open mind winds up. Again, I like brown bottles and aluminum cans. Simple, maybe, but that's who I am. Hey, I'm just a beer man.
0: Number five: <laughs> Their personalities change when they're under the influence. If they're shy, they become gregarious. Is that the right? Is that how I pronounce that?
1: Yeah, you got it.
0: If they're closed off, they become overly emotional. If they're
1: gentle, they become aggressive. I have definitely met some of all these. Um, One, alcohol makes you lose inhibition, so you tend to be more relaxed. And that's actually like, as a bartender, that's some of the signs to tell if someone's shit faced or not, if you have to cut them off is they get loud. They start cursing more and uh, they just start acting wild, essentially. So, in general, that's like something you have to watch out for. Now, I do know some people that I swear we've all, I feel like we've all known a fight monster. The guy that gets some fucking not even guys, girls too. Like anyone. We've met people that have they get enough of something in them and then all of a sudden they're like i'm gonna go punch that dude in the face you're like you're gonna go get your ass whipped yeah and then i'm gonna have to watch it like please don't oh yeah yeah i know guys like i know guys that
0: i refuse to hang out with nowadays because they're like that yeah because once they get drunk or they start feeling the buzz, the first thing they want to do is go start a fight with somebody, and that's not—that is not what
1: I'm all about. No, I—I I've, I've, dude I'm just saying. I've got. I have. <laughs> I've had uh, all sorts of people. I've. There's one dude that uh, I remember. He was just that way, and. Me and one of my cousins went to go hang out with this guy. We hadn't hung out with him in a while. And he comes out of this bar. And right behind him is like seven dudes. And then I'm like... And these guys are like yelling at him. And this one is like talking shit to him. And he kind of turns to us. And I'm like, what the hell happened? He goes, I don't know, man. He's all been out of shape. And apparently what happened was they were in this bar. My, my friend is shit faced. He used to be like, kind of like Mr. Football back in the day. And he, this is like after he's out of college. So he's still kind of like in that in between stage. And he's not like a small dude, but he's not a big dude either. And I guess he bumped into this guy who was shorter than him. And he looked at him and goes, get out of my way, little man. And then just kind of like <laughs> punked him, right? And the guy he said that to was shorter, but the dude was swole. Yeah, <laughs> and I could tell you by the look of him, he did not appreciate that shit, and he wasn't gonna get punked out by somebody because this fucking guy came out and he's like, like they stand off in this fucking parking lot, and it's me and my cousin. And then this guy, and then we're looking at them two about to fight. And then there's seven dudes on the other side of the circle, all with that guy. And this dude is like, I don't know if he was like a running back for the college we were around or what, but he was stocky (laughs) as shit. And I'm like, why in the fuck would you talk shit to that guy? I get it. He's shorter than you, but he could probably like bench press all of us. Like it was stupid. (laughs) And this guy is so shit-faced. The guy, like, I'm I'm trying to play like, like the mediator. Like, hey, man, look, he's obviously shit-faced. He can't even stand up. He's just being a dick. And he goes, no, I know. And he's, like, saying all this. And then my cousin's like, no, fuck that. Fuck this little guy. Like, just still talking shit to him. And then so the guy looks at him, and he... Like, like takes his hand and makes a fist and goes, I'm going to punch you in the face and I'm going to give you to the (laughs) count of three to back down. And this guy is just standing there and the guy goes one, two, three. And by the time he hit thra, that guy punched this dude in the face so fucking hard and so quick like a ta ta tap and the first one straight made made my buddy straighten up and just fall back like a falling tree and as he's falling backwards <laughs> this guy is just fucking just boom 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 and just boom hits the ground and at the same fucking time an ambulance happens to drive by and literally scares everyone off Picks him up and throws him in the back of the ambulance and drives him off to the fucking hospital. <laughs> wow. What luck. <laughs> yeah. And that guy was broke upon broke. And then the next, then we go pick his ass up at the hospital and he's yelling at us. Of course, he doesn't remember half of the shit because he's like, why the fuck? I can't afford an ambulance ride. He goes, I don't have insurance. I don't have any fucking money, of course. And, he just refused all service. He's like, give me the fuck out of this thing. And just like, basically just walked out of there. He comes back to our house and then we're all pissed at him just for putting him in that situation. And we had a couch and he, because he didn't get anything fixed. He spit fucking saliva and blood all over this fucking couch all (laughs) night long. And he thought it was the funniest shit ever. And we had to throw that fucking couch out just covered in ass and blood. Yeah. So Ugh. I don't go drinking with that dude. Yeah.
0: Oh. Dude, I'm a lover. I'm a lover when yeah. I drink and I'm a lover when I'm sober. And yeah. I just think it It just intensifies my love when I
1: drink. Yeah. Now I'm right there with you, bro. I uh Yeah. I, I dunno why this made me think of this. Can I tell you something crazy I did one time in college? I don't know why. I, I, I was like hammered and I came back to the house and I lived with a bunch of guys. And for some reason, I don't know why, I guess I just needed to like release, like, I don't know if it was anger or angst or desperation or something, but I started to take all our dishes and throw them out the fucking back door. (laughs) Yeah. And there was like a sinkhole behind our house. Not really a sinkhole. It was just like a little like flood drainage thing that just kind of made a bowl. I threw every fucking dish and plate and glassware. And I was chucking the shit out of these things. Fucking breaking them out there. And then like, and then I like sat outside. After I did that, I like brought like a beanbag chair, set it outside on the lawn and just like passed out out there in the lawn. And I remember that, and I remember just like thinking, why did I do that? But it felt good. <laughs> yeah. Like it was like a stress reliever. I don't know why. I I think I think it was during I had a I think it was during a time I had a pretty shitty relationship. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like needed to like get that out. Yeah. And, but I do remember everyone going the next day going, where the fuck are all the glasses at? <laughs> Number six. I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they drink in the mornings or excessively at lunch or at other periods of the day when other people do not drink. They often take steps to hide this fact, such as excessive tooth brushing or mouthwash, consumption hmm i do not drink in the morning not really uh, i did not wake up this morning and get myself a beer like jim morrison
1: no i don't either uh i actually thought it was weird how often my wife will do that What? When, yeah my wife would do that back in the day like don't get me wrong like it was never like she would here's the thing she wouldn't drink start and drink all day, but like we'd go out to breakfast and she'd get like a mimosa and I I would try to hang with her. So I'd get like a beer or like, you know, a coffee stout or something that had like a breakfasty tone to it. But every time I tried to do that, my rest of the the rest of my day was fucking shot. (laughs) Like if we were planning on like cleaning the house and doing stuff, no, I would come home and, like, sit on the couch and then just pass out because I'm like, yeah. I had a beer at not 10 in the morning, and right. now I'm full of breakfast food and bacon. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm just going to sleep for a couple hours, and I'd wake up, and it'd be like two. It just I don't know. I just I just couldn't hang with her on that one. It's just not my uh, – it's got to be a special occasion. Let me put it that way. With our family, they
0: are the mimosa drinkers.
1: Yeah, they are. Uh I was gonna say like tailgating football, going to Kingland, which I don't think you've been to Kingland, have you? Nope. Yeah, if uh the world stops being on fire, we'll uh we'll have to do a Kingland episode.
0: Dude, I've gone tailgating quite a few times, but every time I've started tailgating before noon, I wouldn't I hadn't drank. Like I I don't know, just I if I start drinking in the morning, and I've I've even gone out for like kegs and eggs on St. Patrick's Day, yeah, at like eight o'clock in the morning, and I can't do it. Like I'm
1: like it just doesn't taste right to me in the morning. It is weird. I just I don't my it shortens my day. I don't know how else to say it. I because I've done like Kingland is a horse racing track that's like local to Lexington. It's kind of uh it's really nice a lot of rich people go fucking like the rich of the rich have horses there and do this stuff but like if you go tailgate at like eight in the morning you know there are literally like people with grills and they're all drinking and dude there are people cooking everything from steak and eggs to venison to you name it and i've done that but like if you start at eight and then kingland ends at like five I was just talking to somebody about this the other day. And you leave Kingland around five, you get home around six. Well, fuck, dude, I would pass out. Because well, I've yeah. been drinking all day. And then, Your like, the day's I, over. Why not? Kingland's yeah. over. Might as yeah. well go to sleep. And I wake up at like two in the morning and then have to go back to sleep and try to sleep the rest of it off.
0: No, you get up at two in the morning and then you go back out to the bar. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh yeah so i don't i've known people that have like had like those bottles of mouthwash that they would keep in like the glove department the glove compartment of their car because they're like oh i gotta rinse my mouth out of because i just hit a bottle of jack daniels or something at lunchtime Mm -hmm. dude there was this other guy he would we would have uh like water bottles that we would carry with us or just have with us Uh, and we'd be driving forklifts and shit on this job yeah and he had this water bottle that he had and i swear it was solid nothing but vodka oh and he would just walk around just be like hitting this water bottle and just be hammered yeah, hammered and and he'd be sweating it'd be summertime he'd be sweating You would just smell you would just reek of alcohol like what do you you got something in that water bottle he's like
1: what are you talking about and it'd be gone yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh god I couldn't imagine that yeah I can't work drink uh, I can't work drunk like I can't like I can physically do it I've done it I don't like to do it. I've had a lot of jobs that have the opportunity to drink while you work, and I just don't find myself operating at a decent enough level to get the job done.
0: One time, one time on an old job of mine, I fucked up. I had like a long, like four hour break before I had to go back and do something. And me and a couple other of my coworkers went to the liquor store and got a bunch of little airport bottles and chugged them and then drank a couple beers out in the parking lot and then came back inside. And, uh, dude, it was the worst, like, last two hours of work (laughs) I've ever had in my life. I couldn't. I was so, like, that. all that alcohol hit me all at once and i had but i couldn't just like enjoy the buzz i had to focus on what i was doing on my job exactly and i'm running like machines and like massive fucking kilns and shit i'm like i gotta focus <laughs> and i can't focus and the whole fucking plant spinning around me. i'm <laughs> like this is i'm like pulling my hair out i can't handle it <laughs> so I was like the one and only time that ever happened and I remember like sitting out in my car after I finally clocked out that day just and just leaned my seat back and passed out like fuck this
1: yeah like functional alcoholics I gotta give you props on the level like that shit's not easy like I don't know what it is and I'm sure you shouldn't congratulate someone like that but there is a level (laughs) of like i don't know what the like multitasking like understanding your own body's mechanics while operating at the same time at a at a functional level that n- the rest of us can't grasp like there's something to that i don't know if it's intelligence or body like you have a high threshold for pain or whatever the fuck it is but like there's something to it cuz like i've i've done I've done a like I've done I've gone to work I guess hammered a couple times like there was one time you know I went to Kingland uh I said I'm going to go drink at Kingland and whatever and then I go to my job afterwards which at the time I was a server and I got to tell you I was a great server until I dried up and got sober <laughs> and I went from being like the greatest, like go lucky, hey everybody, whoa, whoa, whoa. we're we're going to have some great times, and I, and like cutting up jokes to like I want to leave this place sucks, I don't need this money that bad. Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I, you know, I've also done the same thing bartending. I don't like. Well, there was one Sunday I remember I had a I, I decided to play a game, and the game was. I'm going to take a sip of everything I make. So what I would do is, I would, like, if I had a cocktail, I would mix the cocktail, I would pour it in their glass, and then I'd have a little bit left over in my shaker, and I'd pour it in a separate glass, and I would drink that. And I kept doing that every single time I made a cocktail. And by the end of the night, I'm just, I'm fucking up orders. <laughs> <laughs> And it was like not even fun. Like I stopped doing it, and I was just trying to focus on like, okay, this person needs this. Like it was just too much. I couldn't multitask. It just, yeah, yeah. Then I couldn't imagine doing something worth the shit.
0: Mm-mm. Like I, think f- I think functional alcoholics are a lot like breakdancers. <laughs> their <laughs> their body awareness is what it is. Oh, muscle memory yeah that's what it is yeah they're on the same level yeah man number seven uh they don't know when to quit even if they set a limit i'm only going to have three drinks tonight they say well they settle if ever adhere to their own boundaries but they push to keep the party going even after everyone else is ready to call it a night I think I just talked about that a, a few minutes ago where I'm like, if I'm going to drink six beers tonight, I know I'm going to drink six beers tonight and God damn it. I'm drinking six beers tonight. Yeah. If I'm just going to have one, I'll just have one.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I definitely set boundaries for myself and help, It actually helps to keep me in check. I, uh, <laughs> I, and you adhere to those boundaries. Yeah. For the most part. Um, (laughs) like there for a while I was routinely, I've kind of like, I swear COVID kind of jacked me up on this, but like there for a while I was only drinking like podcast night and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I would not do it during the weekday. Now that was when I had like a job that was like Monday through Friday. And then we would do this. Um, But between COVID and, like, new job kind of stuff, now I've been doing it kind of like a uh, uh, one day on, one day off. Like, (laughs) if I drink this night, I cannot drink tomorrow. And I just kind of keep doing that. And then kind of getting back into that again, I guess.
0: For a long time, I only drank the night that we did podcasts. Yeah. And then – like, I didn't even want to drink the other nights. Usually, because I would get so tore up when we're <laughs> recording a podcast. Yeah. Where I'm like, I don't even want to fucking drink anymore, ever, but I'll do it again the next time I record. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. But here lately, I don't, I've been cutting back how much I drink on the podcast. So I even it out with I can have a beer or two on the other days as well. Yeah. See? That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Number eight, they're suffering consequences of overindulgence. DUI arrests, job losses, failures in school. They may not even see the correlation between their drinking and those consequences, instead, blaming others. Overbearing bosses, zealous cops, or obtrusive professors. For the problem their drinking has caused.
1: I mean, that makes sense. You're like that. There's I mean, it's just you're blaming other people for your problems. That's a, like that's as clear cut as that one gets, really. Um, yeah, you got issues. If
0: drinking is giving you issues, then you have an issue drinking.
1: Yeah, basically.
0: And that's what that boils down to.
1: Yeah.
0: Drinking should be something fun that you do and that you can enjoy that only brings joyness and happiness to your life. (laughs) That's right. And once it starts bringing other things into your life that's not joyous and happiness, well, then you need to start thinking about not drinking. (laughs) Yep. Right? That's right. I mean, let's go with that. Number nine they make rash decisions while under the influence insisting they're okay to drive or leaving the bar with a complete stranger or other actions that sober (laughs) judgment sober judgment (laughs) would prevent them from undertaking which we've kind of hit on this earlier tonight too like I think uh Sometimes when you drink too much at the bar and you go home with a random stranger, I don't think that's always a bad thing.
1: Now, you might have uh, planned to do that early in the night. You're just finding the right person. Uh, Yeah.
0: Kind of like how I said, I'm drinking six beers tonight. Yeah. They said, I'm going home with somebody tonight. Yeah. And they succeeded.
1: Yeah. Lucky them. You know, I couldn't tell you how many times I tried when I was younger. Right. Right and failed miserably all the time pretty much uh 99.9 <laughs> of the time yeah
0: <laughs> that's just because you're not an
1: attractive female <laughs> uh, yeah i know uh i just don't have that game when
0: uh one of my friends who just who just happens to be an attractive female was complaining about that one day like she was saying how she just wanted to get laid one day right and i'm like look in the fucking mirror like you can literally go to any bar in this town and just go home with any dude you want to go home with yeah you just walk up to him and start flirting with him and that's it done no, no, it's not like that. Yes, yes, it is exactly fucking like that. Pretty much. And the sooner you women realize that, the better off you'll
1: be. <laughs> or that guy that you've been like, he's been such a great friend. Yeah, he's been wanting to hit it, but you just haven't allowed him to. All you got to <laughs> do is go. All you got to do is give him a call at like 1 o'clock in the morning and go, get over here. Five bucks says he'll be there, and he will be prepared. Yeah, no <laughs>
0: No guy has ever friend zoned a girl. No, not at all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, don't th- I don't think that's true. I think that's a mythical animal if it happened. <laughs> are we on the last one now? Yeah, we are. All right. Uh they show physical,
0: this is number 10. They show physical and emotional symptoms of alcohol withdrawal, trembling hands, profuse sweating, extreme irritability, and other hallmarks of acute alcohol detoxification, all of which are use, all of which are usually rectified by a drink. Well, I'll tell you what. I think the best cure for trembling hands, profuse sweating, and extreme ir- irritability is a drink. <laughs> so,
1: uh... Well, depending on how bad it is, yeah, it is. Uh It could right. keep you alive, actually. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I, I've met some people. I remember the first time I saw something like that. And it kind of freaked me out. I was, uh... I was, like, in college, and I was staying at this girl's house, and we invited this this guy and his girlfriend over and they were older than us and uh i knew him through class he was like an older like a returning student kind of thing uh like in his late 20s early 30s and him and her come over and we're hanging out and it's me and my girlfriend at the time and we're all drinking and we, you know we all get hammered and have a good time yada yada but like the next morning i get up i make bacon and eggs for everybody and this guy's girlfriend like goes stands on the deck and he like goes over there and like grabs like this half gallon of vodka they were drinking and takes it to her and i'm like what the hell he was like yeah she just she has issues with uh The morning after sometimes and i'm like huh and i like go look out there and she's like her hands are like trembling and shit like that i'm like oh wow damn i was like i did not know that and the fucked up part about that was she was like a registered nurse and all sorts of stuff oh Uh, damn yeah they were some wild people they uh they (laughs) let me tell you how wild these fucking people were the first time i went to their house they had uh baby dolls with like blacked out eyes in the corners in the upper right corners of all their rooms what yeah like nailed into it like every corner had a baby doll with like black shit running from their eyes and i was like this is fucked up yeah and then they were like not saying that everyone that's this way is it but that's the first time i like met anyone that first they ever told me that they were pagan um -hmm. And I'm like looking up at these fucking weird ass baby dolls and looking at them like, what the fuck is going on here? It was like the first time I met. Like, it might have been after that when I actually went to their house when I started going like, these people were kind of fucked up. Uh Once again, not saying that pagans are fucked up in general, but just these ones were. Um, dude, that'd
0: be enough to have me never come back.
1: Oh yeah. Oh dude. Well, they his uh that that dude's girlfriend was uh oh um what's the english word for it a bitch um wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah No, she was she sucked she uh <laughs> she fucking shit on me every chance she got she did not like me at all i don't know if she was threatened by me or what but i mean she would fucking i mean i can't even exp- i can't even tell you some of the shit she fucking said on here cuz it was like real fucking racist and oh damn yeah white guy yeah no it got pretty bad like she did some comparisons to me to other people in a very racist way and i'm like why the fuck am i hanging out with you all yeah and this is like the third time i hung out with them and she's just like She's like, oh, you're just acting like this, this, this. I'm like, ah, damn. And that was like, after that, it was kind of like I had like, all right, I'm done with uh, you all. I kind of had to move on from them. Uh, yeah, dude, that yeah, fuck that. You don't want to be around that shit. Oh no, it was it was crazy. That and the fact that I'll tell you, this is actually kind of funny. So she sucked. He was actually like a real nice guy just with a shitty girlfriend um, who was obviously very like controlling, manipulative, just fucking, I don't know, crazy. Uh, So after that time that I told you about where like it was like house party at my ex's house, I go to their house. I'm like, these fucking people are crazy. And then the third time where I like, I can't remember what we're doing. We're like working out and like, doing this and that and that's when like she was just like shitting on me the whole time and i was like all right fuck this people well i didn't talk to him for like a year right he called me out of the blue and he just goes hey hey, man how are you i'm like i'm good how are you just kind of like a like random talk to you kind of thing yeah and i was just trying to be cordial just like yeah yeah it's fine we're good i'm doing this yada yada And it just kind of, that was the end of the conversation. He goes, All right, it was good talking to you. I was like, I was good. Cause, like I said, he was good. She sucked. Um, Because he, but yeah, I don't know. But anyway, uh, his, that girl called me back from his phone like 10 minutes later and was like, I don't, she was like, Don't you ever fucking talk to him again. What? I was like, What? She was like, I don't fucking like you. And if you ever come around here, I swear to God, I'll beat the fuck. Like just telling me crazy shit. Like I had done something. Holy and shit. And I was like, you don't have to worry. She's like, what the fuck? I don't believe you lying piece of shit. Like all this shit. And I'm just like, okay, uh, you don't have to worry. I will never talk to you all again. I think you all are disgusting. Bye. And just fucking hang up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You think maybe he was bisexual, and he confessed to her that he had a thing for you.
1: I mean, he could he could have had like a uh, a thing for me like that. I I just don't think she just she just didn't like me in general. I honestly I don't think she liked him having. I think she didn't like him having anything other than her,
0: uh, is what I thought
1: it was. He, like, yeah, I, I was like, because like I said, he was actually nice. Like he was he was a normal person. He was compassionate. He like, like he was a super nice guy. Like I had a class with him, not the, like I actually helped him with his homework and shit because he was having trouble. And like, because I was like being helpful, that's when he was like, Hey man, you want to hang out? I like, you know, um, I think I first actually hung out with that dude, like at the gym. Cause I was going to the gym. So that kind of where it started. Then he was like, and I was like, Hey, uh, me and the girlfriend or, doing this invited him over and that's where it all kind of went fucking south this is when i met the rest of uh whatever's going on with him <laughs> yeah she got jealous that's what it was <laughs> yeah no she was crazy uh
0: <laughs> oh my god and i'll tell you what we're going to be talking all about that kind of shit next week that's on this podcast i was just warming you up (laughs) we're going to be talking about all them crazy jealous things we're going to be talking about all the advice that we need to give but first i need to tell you about a confidential free helpline that you can call if you have substance abuse and you need to get that taken care of uh it's it's toll free, it's confidential, it's public health, and they're here for you. It's 1 800 662 4357. Call that number, get you some help. Soberless thoughts. the thoughts. Next
1: week. Next week.
0: Love advice with Eddie Cupid.
1: Eddie Cupid.
0: I've got a whole list of questions I've been getting from people. I think you got some too, right? I've got stories. You've got stories. I've got actual questions that I've been accumulating from people.
1: Oh no, I've been I've been asking people, tell me a crazy date story, and I've got three or four just burning holes in my pocket, ready to get unleashed.
0: I asked a couple people for crazy date stories, and I feel like they were offended by it because they were single people that I asked, and they're like, "Would it?" Is my love life comical to you? <laughs> and I couldn't just say yeah. So I'm like, all right, never mind.
1: Just. Yeah, mine. I'd swear these these people just like they they were like they couldn't wait to tell like, oh, I got one for you. Uh, <laughs> Which are my favorite. So thank you all for sending in your uh, dating stories. I can't wait to talk about it and go over some of these. There's one that I've read. i made me fucking laugh out loud. And I was messaging back and forth. I'm like, that's fucking wild. They're like, I know, right? Isn't that fucked up? Uh, (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you get to enjoy all that
0: next week um, with with, (laughs) with the love guru himself, Eddie Cupid. Is going to, Our first guest on the podcast in a long time. Yeah, it's been lonely over here. Yeah, so uh, that'll be fun and exciting. If you want to check out all the old podcasts where we did have guests back in the day. That's right. <laughs> you can find those uh, at, uh, pretty much everywhere that you check out podcasts. Yep. Um, or go to soberlessthoughts.com. And we're on all those social medias. What are those social medias,
1: Alex? Those social medias, don't forget about uh, Facebook uh, and also Instagram, both at Soberless Thoughts. You can also go over to Twitter at Think Soberless. That would be our handle. That way you can, uh, you know, hashtag, like, explain, you know, even uh, retweet something of ours. Uh, Same thing with the other social medias. You can also like, explain. You know, like, share, and comment. Uh, Don't forget to also review us on iTunes, um, Spotify, and Google Play. And if you got any questions, or if you want to tell us more about your dating life, or you have any questions for someone that has been out there. I mean, honestly, this Eddie Cupid is pretty much like the... The closest thing to Dr. Drew you're going to get on Loveline <laughs> for That's, free we're not going to charge free. anything This right. th- he's going to solve your problems and he's going to do it in a clinical way without being clinical and it's going to be beautiful <laughs>
0: I really couldn't have said it any better myself <laughs> yep <laughs> so uh, yeah so be on the lookout for that enjoy this episode enjoy all other episodes at dot com. send all your emails at soberless thoughts at com. and uh yeah send us any kind of review we like five stars to one stars anywhere in between somewhere yep. in there and then say something too like like i fucking love that alex gorley's face <laughs>
1: yep Alex, what do we say when we get out of here? We like to say when we get out of here, uh, if you're ever in the skillet, stay cheesy, keep keep it greasy,
2: and flip on out. The trouble with drinking is it ain't no trouble at all. I don't have no problem when it comes to alcohol. It's as easy to come by and the air that I breathe Unless I'm low on money or too high on the weed Some guys lose their woman Some guys lose their nerve Some guys lose their temper And use those nasty words I just lose my troubles In hell if I don't mind When I wake up tomorrow They'll be too easy to find Cause the trouble with drinking Is it ain't no trouble at all I don't have no problem When it comes to alcohol it's easy to come by as fear that I breathe Unless I'm low on money or too high on weed I ain't one for singing all them drinking songs I'd rather leave it to old Joe Fletcher and keep on keeping on but I sure love the drinking part and I it loves me So I hold this beer in my hand If after happily The trouble with drinking Is it ain't no trouble at all I don't have no problem When it comes to alcohol It's as easy to come by as there that I breathe Unless I'm low on Too high on me Liquor, he goes a shooting off his mouth. But back home in the Midwest, we all drink with the band, and it's usually too much, and it's usually from a can. Cause the trouble with drinking is it ain't no trouble at all. And I don't have no problem when it comes to alcohol. It's easy to come by and stare that I breathe, unless I'm low on money or too high on the weed. It's easy to come by and stare that I breathe, unless I'm low on money or too high